Hey, Ringers, welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, where we are all about sharing helpful and practical tips for anyone and everyone that's planning a wedding. Hey there, I'm Dan Moyer, the photographer behind Daniel Moyer Photography. And I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events. What are we talking about today, Dan? Today, Danielle, we're talking about all the un-Instagrammable, unsexy things that are actually at the core of planning your wedding. So, Danielle, we had a really fun weekend, didn't we? We did have a fun weekend, Dan. <laughs> we got to be like non-podcast friends and hang out and stuff. Why did we Why did we hang out? Uh, some lame reason is, is all I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting older and cooler. Um, yeah. It's my birthday party we this always get together for your birthday. That's like, yeah, it's, it's this, time, this time of year, like recording around the holiday or like just holidays and all that stuff. Like we have the yeah. New Year's party and Rachel's birthday and my birthday. It seems like we get a reason to yeah. get together. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's always fun. But you have, you are one of the people whose birthdays taking place in the winter months means that like you can't have a pool party or you can't like really do a ton of stuff outside, although you've done stuff outside before. <laughs> Everything I do is outside pretty much. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> But yeah, we ended up going to a to say to call it a trampoline park does not really do it justice. Does it's it? like an excitement park. It's called Urban Air. It's like a, just a fun, cool place that has like trampoline stuff, but also like sky coasters and climbing things and Ninja Warrior stuff. It's amazing. And r- roughly four million children hyped up on <sighs> birthday cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really exciting. It's, and 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 we fit right in. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Minus the birthday cake, but <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, came later. It, it's one of the only places where like, I don't know, there's other parents out there who are jumping and having fun. Like I didn't feel weird. Like there's lots of other parents who are doing the things too. So that was fun. Yeah. yeah. I, it was, yeah, it was, it was a really great time. I got in my cardio for the day. I was <laughs> <laughs> laughing, like falling on the ground more times than I could admit. And yeah, it was it was a wonderful time. You and your little guy went out onto the trampoline thing, and that was hilarious. Like the the <laughs> jumping thing. That's like there's like a there's this. It's imagine like a an octagon that's like thirty feet wide by thirty feet wide, and and yeah. there's like a low bar, like a big padded bar that's like twenty feet long that's circling around the trampolines, and then there's a higher one that's on the opposite side, and it's like yeah. you have to jump and time it to get over one and then go down and under the other, and it was very funny to watch you yeah. do that. And eventually, I just laid down as flat as I could and let both of them go over top of <laughs> just me. Just took a nap. Because <laughs> well, like by the time you like jump over one and you're falling and you recover and you're laughing, and then another one's coming and it whaps you in the head. It's just, and there's like a three-year-old next to you who's just totally nailing the whole thing. Yeah, You're just like, it. man, oh man. Like a like three-year-old like gymnast who's just like, hi on ninja kicking over it and stuff. It's amazing. Yes. Um, oh, good time. Yeah. So. I can hear uh, I can hear guests like, okay, it's time. Like, Or not guests. Mm. I can hear our listeners like, okay, Sorry. let's go. Make it. All right. Let's make some moves. Um, so this episode, I think, came about because there's there's a lot of distraction out there of like, what do I got to do? Like I need, do I have to have the perfect cake set and the perfect table decor and linens and blah, 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 blah. And you can do all that stuff. But I think it's really important to just talk about like the very basics, the core of wedding planning. And we've talked about these plenty of times before on this podcast, but I just want to go over them again. And 
And it starts with this thing that you have said plenty of times about the like what you need to get married, right? Like that the wedding is a luxury, um, but there's only like these co- a couple of things that you really need to get married. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Uh, it's it, yeah. It, all of those things that kind of go into planning a wedding are are those extra things. But at the core of it, you need three things, and that's a marriage license, someone to marry you, someone to marry. And maybe a cute outfit. That's four. So things. technically, like four things. Yeah, That's four yeah. things. So I said maybe a cute outfit. Yeah, but yeah, ev- everything else beyond that becomes the like luxury. Now, is that hearing that? I'm wondering, like, do people think that that's freeing? Like, because, you know, when you scroll through Instagram, if you search the wedding hashtag wedding inspo or like go to Pinterest, right? It's like, you know, I just need some inspiration for my like blue and gold wedding, right? There's just like, it's a visual vomit on you of like all the stuff that like you need to do to have this perfect wedding. Is that, I, I feel like that has to be freeing in some way to be like, it's just, it's just these things, right? This is what we need to focus on. Right. Well, I don't know that those are the things you need to have a quote unquote perfect wedding. I think those platforms are really good at making you feel like Mm. that's what you need to have the quote unquote perfect wedding. When in reality, those core items are for sure what you need to like legally marry your partner. Right. Well, the cute outfit legally doesn't come into play. (laughs) That's just a nice little side piece for it. But that's that's at the core of what what a wedding what a, what is like a start of a marriage is. Yeah. So when you start thinking about okay, we want to plan the celebration around it. We want to plan a ce- a ceremony that includes our family and friends and our the important people in our lives. When we want to say okay, we want to have a great meal around it. We want to entertain people around it. That's when the wedding starts becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Right. And that's when all the like dollar signs really start to add up. And I think. When you start looking at those social platforms like TikTok and Instagram and Pinterest, it, the FOMO becomes so, so intense good. and you start to question yourself as you kind of navigate through the wedding planning process mm. to be like, oh gosh, well, if we don't do X, Y, or Z, are people even going to enjoy themselves? Are people even going to have a good time? It is, and this is the the worst part of it is somehow the success of the wedding becomes attached to the potential success of the marriage. Right. And those two things should not at all be related in my Ooh. opinion. That's you a, know, that's a, that's an Instagram highlight right there Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to, to unmarry those two things, the, the wedding plus the actual marriage. Right. So, you right. know, just to clarify, like you're talking about the things that you need to actually get married, right? This is why, this is why people go to Justice of Peace. This is why people go to City Hall. This is why people just yep. have like a little thing in their backyard and it's five people and they keep it very, very simple. Or they do, you know, or it's just like they elope and they just do like a little thing, just them, whatever it is. Right. Um, but then probably most of our listeners are saying, well, we want to have a celebration too. We want to have people come. We want to make it like a thing where we get to celebrate and have fun or whatever. And so this is where I, I love this thing that you say about like the four things you need to have like to give your guests a great experience. Is that what am I mm-hmm. am I setting you up right for that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that's what it is. To me, it becomes um it can easily kind of get carried away with all the things. So in my head, anytime I'm personally throwing an event or I'm talking somebody through an event, I think of it in the four specific categories, which is you want to make sure your guests have something to eat, something to drink. You want to make sure that they're entertained and that they're comfortable. And those four categories can 
vary widely, whether the something to eat is, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers or it's filet and, and lobster, right? Like you can do any number of things in between all that. Same thing with something to drink. It could be water, lemonade, and iced tea, or it can be of anything up to a full bar. Right. Those things can vary, but any event that you go to, if the event hits on those four things to the extent that it needs to, to make sure that it's catering to that specific group of individuals, then it wins. Everything else to me is the bonus, is the extra nice stuff, is the things you can do to certainly like personalize it, make it feel really like a representation of you and your partner. But when it comes to people enjoying themselves and leaving an event being like, that was a really great time. Hmm. To me, those are the four things. Like if you have, and this is not to knock anybody who's like pouring a lot of their energy or time or money into like really incredible floral budgets or centerpieces or decor, those things add to all of that. But in my opinion, a really beautiful centerpiece does not make up for the fact if guests don't have enough to eat, if they're really bored for like an extended periods of time, or if like they're really cold, they're really, really hot and like nothing's really being done about it. All of those things, they will leave remembering those negatives more than that centerpiece being pretty versus if you give them an incredible meal, you give them just, you, 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 you hire an amazing band to entertain them all night. You make sure that like all their needs are taken care of and the centerpiece isn't super great to me. They don't leave going like, oh, can you believe there was like only some candles on a table? Like, guess what? They probably won't care because they had such a great time doing all those other things, right? Like, again, not that those those categories aren't important, but they add to and they enhance and they supplement to those core foundational pieces. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. And I'm trying to think through this to make sure I say it correctly, where it's like, like guests can have an amazing time at a $5,000 wedding. Right, a backyard wedding where it's a pizza party and everybody's hanging out and whatever. They can have an amazing time. They can also have an amazing time at a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar wedding with, you know, orchids hanging from the ceiling over the dance floor and all that stuff. But it's mm-hmm. not because of the orchids that they're having the great time. It's the the way that the couple had like a lovely first dance that they spent time choreographing and. The, um, I don't know, the baked goods. I don't know. Like I've seen weddings that were like at, <laughs> at like, uh, I'm trying to think of what the venue is up, uh, up towards Cruz It's a, it's a winery up there, but the, uh, the women in the family, like the grandmas and all that stuff made this huge spread of baked goods. And that was the talk of the wedding that there was, it wasn't just cake. It was like this whole big spread of like all the cookies and pastries and cakes and stuff that grandma's made. It was just like, that was a huge, beautiful part of the wedding. In this part of the world, Dan, that's called a Pittsburgh cookie table. Pittsburgh cookie table, but we're not, mm-hmm. we're nowhere near Pittsburgh. I know, but it, it kind of translates outside of it. So oh, gotcha. the, it's, it's when like, it, traditionally, I guess it's the mamas and the aunties, but it's it's the family members. They all kind of get together and bake a bunch of goods and bring that. it with, and that's like that is the the wedding dessert. But it's we call it here in Philly the Pittsburgh cookie table. Hmm, the Pittsburgh cookie table. Huh, I did not yeah. know that. Look at that. Yeah. 13, 14 you know. years into photographing weddings, and you're still learning new things. You're just shoving the cookies down your face. You're not <laughs> you're not questioning what is this. <laughs> Good thing there's nobody taking pictures of me like stuffing cookies in my face, except for like the powdered sugar on the side of my face as I'm trying to take pictures during family formals. That's Time out, Dan. Did you ever do a thing where you go to like pop something in your mouth? I'll do it with like 
like little foods like cheese or something. And then someone comes up to you. So you just like quick put in your pocket. So you're not like chewing food as you're speaking to somebody. And then like hours later, you reach your hand into your pocket and you're like, cheese. (laughs) Do you then eat it or throw it away? Because it well, cheese gets gross. If it's like a baked good, though, it's probably getting eaten. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll last for a while. I'm not above it. I'm not above I it. I do not do that. Um, okay, I me just... either. I was just asking if you did. <laughs> I just eat the food, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, one second. I just I, I will too. But like every now and then, it, like I could just like quick throw it in my pocket, and then I find it later. Just a random piece of cheese in <laughs> yeah. your pocket. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. There's weird things like that that happen. But yeah, this, I I love this idea of like stripping things down. And maybe this is more of a conversation now because of COVID and and the weddings that we saw through that and people really stripping down to like what was important. Um, And I'm just thinking about like, like the couples who are entering the planning process right now. And they're thinking like, what? Where do I go? What do I do? I just love this like mission statement. These like four things of like, yes, design the wedding around your experience, what you love mm-hmm. as a person, and all that stuff. But this really is an opportunity for you to bring your people together under one roof for a happy reason. And you want to make sure that those people are happy and comfy and full yeah. and satiated and thirsted. What's the not thirsted? What's quenched? Quenched. 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 Yes. Thirst yes. is quenched. They, they must have their guests quenched. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Can we can we briefly just talk about each one of those? Like you sort of like you have like a high view, but like Yeah. Let's just like talk about all right, the first one, which was like you need guests need to have something to eat. Guests need to have something to eat. Um, depending on how long your event is. Sometimes that just means having serving a meal. Sometimes that means that there's like a cocktail hour where there's appetizers and bites and things and then a meal a little bit later on into the event. Either way, I think it's really important that throughout the event, the same as you would if you were having somebody over to your house, you want to have food accessible throughout certain points of the event, not just all at the beginning. And then there's nothing to eat for hours and hours and hours afterwards. That's why there's things traditionally like cocktail hour, where there's some past hors d'oeuvres often. There's some stationary appetizers that guests can help themselves to. Then there's usually a pause where kind of a transition happens or some formalities happen. And it kind of moves into the big meal, like a dinner type thing. Then maybe some dancing happens and then dessert comes out later in the night. Those Those things all having their right pacing and their right time that they're being introduced to guests is all for a reason. You don't want to feed everybody at the beginning and then expect them to dance for four hours at the end of the night. Like it just, you need them to sustain. I love things too where there is like uh, these like fun little surprises, right? And if you want to stay as basic as possible, that's great. But if you want to surprise and delight your guests, like I love a late night snack where Mm. after dessert happens, there's like here in Philly area, like it's very common to see like soft pretzels or a Philly cheesesteak station with like, um, you know, uh, French fries, or I've even seen like French fries and milkshakes or burgers, like these little things. And it doesn't have to be a ton, but these little things as guests are either winding down for the night, those are the things to me that become really memorable and become yeah. really, really fun as a guest when you're like, Ooh, I'm starting to get hungry. I've danced off all the, you know, the chicken, whatever, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like the roasted potatoes and you're like, mm. and like for, for those that are like drinking, you're like, Ooh, I want something greasy. Those like French fries become like, Oh, this is so great. <laughs> I need this. 
Exactly. So to me, I think there's like a base level of of everything that you can do, right? Like yep. the the bare necessity of like let's make sure everybody's fed, and then there's like, ooh, maybe we can step it up a notch here and do something a little bit extra or a little bit fun, like the Pittsburgh cookie table for dessert, as opposed to just doing a cake. Like there's those little things that you can do that add to it that guests really, really love that I've seen. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of venues, especially in cities or, or you know, just the, a place you're going and having a wedding, you're paying to have your wedding there, have this stuff sort of on lock, right? Like this is part of the experience they're providing. Um, As an upgrade often, but yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like especially the late night stuff, like that's that's yeah. not all always included. Um, I Do feel you like know that- once – I had to go. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, Once good. I had a I had a run. We were doing a wedding. It was like a barn wedding in the middle of nowhere, and this was like pre DoorDash, Uber Eats, and I had to run to McDonald's to pick up a, an order of like fifty cheeseburgers, fifty burgers, fifty chicken nuggets, like two hundred orders of fries. My car smelled like something for for a really <laughs> long time, but like it's it was a really like. It was it was a lot of McDonald's food at the end of the night, but everybody kind of loved it and, and ate it up. So anyway, that was yeah, just popped I, in my head. I feel like that's that's actually what I wanted to actually mention, which like I feel like this is really great advice for somebody who's really doing some more DIYing, backyarding yeah. um, kind of thing. That to just to pay attention to, you know, there's that. a lot of things you can kind of do depending on where you're located. But with the technology we have today, it they, it's it's easier than you might think to kind of have some things delivered, especially if you're doing something on your property where you can bring in yeah. outside food. It's like having some pretzels ordered or I don't know. It's just those little things yeah. that take it a step further. You know what else I really like is the Ooh, like Ooh, kind me. of like a welcome snack. Hmm. This is because I'm an eater, but I love the idea when it makes sense to not necessarily so much when an event's happening, uh, a ceremony's happening off site, separate from the reception. But anyway, I really like when everything's happening on site, when there can be like a little welcome station with like some drinks and a little snack of like popcorn or all I can think of is popcorn. I think I'm just in the mood for popcorn, but <laughs> I just, I love that, right? Like guests can kind of like grab a little something when they arrive. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually kind of leads me into the next thing, which, um, is like obviously having something to drink. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I, one of the things that I love that I've seen, which is like this little extra thing, which is like a, uh, a welcome drink where they'll have like a whole big station before the ceremony. It could be anything from champagne glasses to just water, lemonade, iced tea sitting out. But, but let's talk briefly about that piece of it, which is giving something, giving your guests something to drink. Yep. Anytime, in my opinion, that you're serving food, you need to also be serving some sort of liquid option. Again, yeah, whether yeah. that is literally just ice water or, you know, everything up to, you know, like you said, champagne, full bar, signature drink, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but think of it throughout the entire event, right? It's not just during cocktail hour. It's not just during dinner. You want to make sure you have coffee is often a really popular thing, usually mm. coffee and tea if possible. I love in the like more colder months here when guests will do, um, or couples rather will do a like hot chocolate station or a hot, mm. hot apple cider, either at the end of the night or more like as guests are starting to arrive, like it's a fun welcome drink. Those little things are further ways that you can like personalize it, right? Especially yep. if you don't want to do um, a full bar, if you're in the situation where you're hosting that bar yourselves, the caterer or the venue isn't providing it for you, you can really go all out with like 
a very specific selection and make it fun, right? Yeah. Have some beer options, have some wine options, and then like have a signature drink or two that includes like a liquor. I'm also a really, really, really big fan of a mocktail as a person who really mm. loves a fancy drink, but can't really drink very much or at all. <laughs> so like having that little fun thing is just a really great way to be a thoughtful, thoughtful host and make sure your guests are happy. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else about drinking that is important. I don't know. I guess it's just a matter of like, like what season is your wedding in? Is it going to be inside, outside, like all that kind of stuff is is in terms of, you know, uh, other things to consider when drinking. Like obviously, you know, the bar and all that kind of stuff is important. But yeah, I love the the thought of, okay, well, your wedding's in winter. Um, You know, there maybe there's a patio or something outside and. Uh, and people are going to go out there. Maybe there's like a way to have, you know, hot chocolate or something yeah. out there part of the season. Okay. Yeah. So next one was what? Keep guests comfy? Uh, let's go entertained next. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. So keeping them entertained, it can mean a variety of different things. Obviously, food and drink, in my opinion, becomes a form of entertainment when it's yep. done really well and really right. But you want to have most commonly in weddings, it's like a DJ or a band becomes the entertainment for the main portion of the event. The ceremony is kind of the focus. Often there's music happening before, during, or after the ceremony, but the DJ or the band will really come into play for the reception, right? If people are going to be dancing, if there needs to be music, there really should be, I don't know if I want to say should be, but I feel like having some sort of background music for cocktail hour, having background music for dinner not to say is it's really, really necessary, but I challenge you to go to any relatively nice or better restaurant uh-huh. and not hear music playing in the background. In fact, at a certain point, if it ever stops, you will notice it just feels weird. You won't be able to figure out why. You'll just notice it suddenly feels weird. So <laughs> those little things, just slight music playing in the background is pretty key. But as your night goes on, you want to either increase the level of entertainment or just make sure you're ebbing and flowing with the energy of the Mm. event. You don't want to kick things off. You know, everybody arrives and kick things off with this really big, massive, whatever band thing. And then it dies down for hours and hours and hours. You need to kind of build and build and build and make sure people are able to sustain the level of entertainment you have. And it goes beyond dancing too. I've done weddings where we've brought in casino tables. We've done things where we've had strolling magicians and we've had things where it's there's a character artist or a live artist. There's photo booths are considered entertainment. There's yep. things you can do that you want to make sure that you have like I usually call it a main entertainment and then any type of supplemental stuff. Something that other people mm. can do as well throughout the night to kind of keep things interesting. If there's something you haven't seen before, there's like haiku artists that they will sit there and write haikus for each people. I've seen you know, a tattoo artist where they're like coming in and giving those that want it tattoos. Those little things all to me are considered entertainment. And yeah. you absolutely need some form of it when you're hosting an event. Even just as simple as a dinner party. You know, if you've ever watched <laughs> for my friends that are like Real Housewives fans or like uh, <laughs> the Sex in the City and just like that, there's that like, let's go around the table and name one thing that we're thankful for or one thing we're leaving in the past. Whatever it is, those are all <laughs> forms of entertainment. The stupid baby showers. <laughs> like you have to like, not stupid baby showers. I hate showers. <laughs> just I y'all need to know. The things where you're like, or not baby showers, but bridal showers where you're like wrapping a bride. You're like wrapping somebody in toilet paper. Those are entertainment. That's what, <laughs> not my entertainment, but <laughs> that's what it's for. Yeah. And doesn't this, yeah, it can be a service that you hire a photo booth mm-hmm. or whatever, but like 
I think most people would say like, okay, the band or the DJ is like the main entertainment. They're, yeah. they're, they're like a master of ceremonies. They're getting yeah. the crowd up and moving or whatever, but there's, there's also way more small, like detailed thought, uh, thoughtful things you can do. Like the amount of times I see a campfire outside or like a little yes. fire pit or something like uh, a lot of venues do it that around this time of year, even during the summer, they still do them. Um, but just like little things like that, a fire pit. Um, I saw one where they had like a cigar rolling guy who was out mm-hmm. there and he rolled cigars. I don't know. I think it's just like these little things that, that you know, if you talk with your venue or if you're doing backyard stuff or whatever, that you just add this other thing where I, I prefer the thinking of something that's quieter. Um, or something that allows like people to move into a different space or if there's an outside space or a patio or whatever it is to have like a, a space where people can talk away from the boots, boots, somebody scream. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You want things to complement each other, not compete with each other. Yeah. I just did this wedding uh, a couple months ago. Um, they had music and it was just like sort of an iPod playing. It was very chill wedding. Ended at like 8 p.m. And they had like 75 different board games. Initially, I was like, oh, like that's kind of interesting, but it was so fun. Um, and so many people were just playing games. They're playing, uh, what's that game? Exploding Kittens. Is that the one? I love um, Exploding Kittens. They yeah. played that. They just like, I don't know, they just had all this stuff because it was such a mix of people, parents down to teenagers all over the place. And everybody grabbed a game and everybody played and everybody had dinner. And um, it was just a, it was a different vibe and it worked. They knew their people really well, though, too. Like all their people would play games. So it was good. Yeah. And that's it. That's it's knowing your guests and knowing what what type of event that that everybody's going to enjoy. We say it often here is that like you as the couple make up probably less than 2% of your entire guest list. Mm. Yes, the wedding is about you and is focused around you, but you also want to cater to the other 98 to 99% of the guests who are going to be attending this event to make sure that they are also having a good time. So, yeah, I I love all the things. Anything that a couple um, you know, ops to do that just feels good to them. And like, you know, something that really caters to the guest makes me really happy, especially when those things, like you said, the campfire, right? Campfire also lends to comfort, right? Mm. That that other pillar of things, because it's like, if it's a chilly night, they have like this warm, toasty feeling. It can also lend to a fun food thing. If you've got like a s'mores station set up next to it, right? Like suddenly all those things, when you can hit on multiple things at one in one shot, to me, the value of that thing becomes multiplied by that much more. Yeah. Okay. Let's stay on that comfy one, this this mm-hmm. last one, and we'll wrap up with this. Um, let's, let's go into comfy. What does that mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it means quite literally that uh, in a broader sense to <laughs> me, it means making sure that Guests have seats when they need to be seated. Very few people want to just stand for five, six hours at an event. They're usually dressed nice. That includes footwear that they maybe aren't in all the time. And very few people want to just have to stand that entire time. I think having any type of mix of like seating and tables and things like that, you want to look at it from a standpoint of, okay, during cocktail hour, my guest is going to be holding a drink in one hand, a plate of cheese that they have not put in their pocket on their other hand. (laughs) 
how are they eating, right? Do they have some place to put that drink down? Are there some mm. like cocktail tables kind of scattered about? Little High things like that. Things, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's also um, an environment, right? It's a temperature level thing. If mm. everybody is outside, does there need to be shade? Does there need to be fans? Does there need to be heaters? Does there need to be some sort of situation? Do Is it going to be really sunny for the ceremony? Do you want everybody to have like little cute sunnies that you can hand out to Aww. everybody? Little things like that to make sure everybody's comfortable throughout the event is what has guests leaving happy. I've also seen um, that we've done like baskets. Yep, flip-flops. I see flip-flops a little bit less now. I think mainly because of the waist level involved, but either way, still common. Um, But even like pashminas, right? Like a a basket of like little... pashmina wraps that you know if it's a little bit colder out those that are wearing an outfit that you know maybe does not include a long sleeve button down shirt and a jacket (laughs) can like wrap up and stay a little bit warmer um all those little things it's 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 about making sure that you're thinking of it from their perspective. Oftentimes, not oftentimes, sometimes I will hear of a couple who's like, I don't care if it rains, we're just going to be outside and and deal with it. Except that they forget that like grandma's not going to be okay being cold and wet outside. Um, you know, all of your parents' friends that they've invited are not going to be okay being cold and wet outside. <laughs> it's little things like that. For some guests, they're like, yeah, whatever, we don't care, we'll be cold and wet <laughs> outside for you. It'll be a good thing. But it's not. that's not a always the case for everybody. So making sure that you're keeping all of their needs in mind to the best of your ability, um, Mm. to me, I think really goes, goes a long way, even down to like, is the chair that they're sitting in at the reception pretty, but really stupid, uncomfortable. Like, I don't know, maybe it's not worth it to have a really, really uncomfortable chair, even if it is pretty, do a less pretty chair that is comfortable and then people (laughs) are happy. Yeah. I feel like this also reminds me of like the bathroom basket thing and um, just like all that stuff, right? Like the amount of times that I go into, uh, that I forget something or I'm like, oh, I could use, I don't know. It's like been 10 hours and I've been running out around outside and a hundred degree weather. I could use a little yeah. Axe body spray across my right, chest right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. I, th- that is su- that's still one of my favorite things that you've ever said on this podcast, like way back when before, like I really knew everything about your vibe and what you do and all that stuff. But yeah, just breaking it down because again, like this whole episode was about just the distraction and the, the, the feeling of like, oh, I need to do more and do the stuff and and all that stuff. And the stuff you need to get consistent with uh, for planning your wedding and put the real thought into is just these these four things, you know, these mm-hmm. this very basic core stuff. And oftentimes they're the four things that are really hard to capture in a mm. photograph. Um, you can capture the smiling guests and, you know, maybe the fun little appetizer or the signature drink, but what they create and the energy that they add to the event is really tough to photograph when compared to a really beautiful centerpiece or this like stunning sweetheart table or ceremony arch, whatever it is, those things become as popular as they do because they are really, really beautiful. And they are a part of planning a wedding, but they're not the only part of planning a wedding. And when you're kind of going down this rabbit hole of, you know, scrolling and and swiping and tapping and <laughs> doing all the phone things, keep in mind that those are just a part of it and that these things that we talked about today are really the key the key pieces of of having a great event and it's okay to like not go all out on on any one thing it's just a matter of making sure that you're you're you know depositing into all of those categories and uh, i promise it will be a perfectly wonderful event if you do that i love that want to take us out 
I will. Puttering in a Podcast is co-hosted by wedding planner Daniel Pasternak and photographer Daniel Moyer, both based out of the greater Philadelphia area. The show is produced by DPNAC Events along with Daniel Moyer Photography. You can find us on Instagram at Put a Ring on a Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, thank you so much for all of your messages, love, and support. We are and have always been cheering for you every step of the way. Until next time, ringers. 